Lord Jesus, we thank you for being you. And not just who you are, but how you are. Lord, your love towards us was far beyond words. We went all the way to the cross. And like Paul, I pray that we would understand how deep, how wide, how high is your love towards us. As we do, Lord, it reciprocates with the love back towards you. As we come and sing songs of praise to you, God, we thank you for not just who you are, but how you are. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Uh, so I know y'all just sat down, but if you're a mom, would you please stand up? We like to honor our moms. We're so thankful for you. Amen. For all the, the poop and the puke you clean up, all the sleepless nights, the hours, people don't recognize all that you've done. We, as a church family, love you, and we are so thankful for you, and uh, we're all about family at Sand Springs, and, and uh, we are so appreciative of our moms. So today, um, I'm going to be talking about what moms do naturally, we need to all do intentionally. And so what moms do naturally is they're gentle, and they care. And I want to look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, we see that, uh, and, and by the way, I mentioned this in the previous service. I have never preached on this before. This subject that I'm preaching today, I have never preached on. I have, I have scriptures highlighted that I have never, I've never, uh, you know, I've read them, but I have highlighted them today to preach this sermon. And I'll just go ahead and help you out. I was convicted before you get convicted, all right? So this sermon already convicted me. And uh, maybe it convicts you. And, and, and honestly, uh, you ladies, this really kind of comes natural for you. Sometimes for us guys, it's not. So that's where today it needs to become supernatural for us. And so here it is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and then verse 7. Here's what Paul says to these baby Christians in the city of Thessalonica. Here's this church and, and, and they're, they're new. They're struggling along. And here's what Paul says. We were gentle among you. Just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children, so affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. Paul says to this church at Thessalonica, we, we were gentle with you. Us guys, sometimes we're not so gentle. <laughs> Sometimes us guys, we, 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 we just kind of come in there and run in and take charge and handle things. But Paul says, no, when it comes to the baby Christian, we, we need to be gentle. And so we recognize that when we come life to life with someone, we come into contact with someone, we do not know what they're coming out of. And this, this is a group of baby Christians, and they all have a different background, just like every one of us do. They, they come out of a, a different setting. They come out of different uh, uh, life situations. And Paul says, now, we were gentle with you. Now, it, it, not only is he saying this is the way we were with them, but then he tells his young protege, Timothy, he says, I need you to be gentle. Now, I want you to look in 1 Timothy and, uh, chapter, chapter 6 and verse 11. It's the next page over for me. 
But you, O man of God, flee these things. And he had a list of, of things that he needed to stay away from. Flee these things and pursue. And here's some things that he needs to pursue. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and finally, gentleness. Paul is telling Timothy, I need you to pursue something. Now, us guys, we know what it is to pursue. We like pursuing. We like pursuing deers and fishes and women. <laughs> we, we do. And so we, we know what it is to pursue. And here, when we get to this business of gentle, you think, well, that's not very manly, is it? Well, the most manly men know how to be gentle. Amen. The most manly men. In fact, the next verse of scripture is talking about fighting. He says, I need you to pursue gentleness and then fight the good fight of faith. And, and so it is those who know their strength that are able to set it aside and be gentle. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And it, and it is the, the most, the most, the one who knows his strength the most can set it aside and be gentle. So in fact, in the previous chapter, in chapter three, actually, Paul tells Timothy, you're not even qualified to be an overseer unless you're gentle. A bishop. So I might say that, that, that means pastor. So after I read that, I thought, mm, maybe I'm disqualified. <laughs> maybe I, no, actually, Lord, I need to work on this. I need to work on sometimes, no, oftentimes being gentle. To be gentle. Paul said, pursue it, Timothy. I need, you to, I need you to pursue it. And here's the list of things, but finally I need you to pursue being gentle. And the fact of the matter is, our Jesus is gentle. Amen? Amen. If you look in Matthew chapter 11, it, it is a description. Uh, Jesus is, is actually saying that he is the, the confirmation of the prophecy we're about to read. And he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For I am, what's that next word? Gentle. Did I, say, did I say it right? No, I, I missed it. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. What's this lowly in heart business? That's humility. I am gentle and humble. And, and, and so if Jesus is gentle and humble and I need to be like Jesus, then guess what? I need to be gentle and humble. We, we, like, we like to preach on humility. Uh, no, we don't like to preach on it, but we preach on humility. And uh, I always like to tell the, the, the story of the guy who they gave him a button, most humble, and then they had to take it away from him because he wore it all the time. But, uh, <laughs> but here's all also we need to recognize that we need to be gentle. We need to be gentle. And, and, and as an illustration of how to be gentle, Paul says, here's how we were gentle. We were as gentle as a mom with an infant baby. That's gentle, isn't it? Is there anything more delicate than a newborn child? Is there anything more precious than a newborn child? In fact, they scare us sometimes. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to hurt this child. And Paul says, with the baby Christians, we were just like... A, a, a mom with a newborn baby child, that gentle. Why do we need to be that gentle? Because people are delicate. People are delicate and they come up from all different backgrounds. And, and here's what the prophet Isaiah said of Jesus. It's in Isaiah chapter 42. And it's, in verse 1 starts off, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. We like justice, right? 
He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. And then it goes into verse 2. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. That's kind of interesting that's in that prophetic scripture. And then it goes into this. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth, and coastlands shall wait for his law. And so in his bringing about justice, it also says, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. And then what in the world are we talking about with bruised reeds and smoking flax? Well, let me just help us. I know we don't live in, in, in a territory with a whole lot of this stuff going on, but just imagine cattails on the side of a lake. Those are reeds. And imagine one has been bent and broken, and in its brokenness, it's just barely hanging on. And it comes along and says, the, the prophet Isaiah says, Jesus is so gentle that one that is broken, that, that, that it has, is, is just com it's just completely broken in half, he will not separate. If it's bruised, it's, it's, just, it's not a stick. It's a reed. Y'all follow me? It's, like a, it's just like a cattail, that, uh, that, that little coast side weed. <laughs> that there it is, and it is just a, a delicate little plant. The, the Messiah who is coming is so gentle that he won't break it. But I'll tell you what's more delicate than that. A wick on a candle. This whole smoke and flax, let me just help you out. A wick on a candle. Is there anything more delicate than a wick on a candle? I mean, you just, you look at it hard, it'll just kind of crumble. It says that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, will be so gentle that, that if you've been broken or burnt, he won't harm you. Amen. Now, I need us to, to soak that in for a second. Because some of us came into this building broken and we've been burnt. And it may be that you're giving God one more chance here today. And you came in and your heart is broken. You've been burned in relationships or situations or you've been, you just, this world has burnt you. And you're not really sure that you can trust God with this brokenness. But, but here's what the prophet Isaiah says. Oh, you, you can because he won't harm you. Amen. I used to have a real problem with this. Every time that I would approach God and I would go away on, on retreats and, 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 and just me and God, I'm going to go to the cabin, just me and God. And, and I would approach him like a dog that's been whipped with my tail between my legs. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm ready for my whipping. And it was an irrational fear because he's never done that to me. He's never done that to me. I mean, I have some rational fears. I have some, you know, I, I hate spiders. I hate spiders. It's, to, it's totally rational. I promise you. Uh, I've been bitten five times, once by a brown recluse. It's rational fear. <laughs> I thought my leg was going to fall off in basic training. I got bitten in the leg by a brown recluse, and it's horrible. So when I'm afraid of spiders and y'all make fun of me, it's, <laughs> it's rational. I got a reason to be afraid. But I had no reason to be afraid of God. He, he never hurt me. It is, it is the stinking lies of the enemy and my flesh that, that harmonize with those lies that I would approach God as if he was about to beat me down. But here's what the prophet, said of Isaiah, uh, prophet Isaiah said of Jesus, the most delicate and just barely hanging on, he won't hurt you. He won't hurt you. 
Amen. In fact, his first sermon that he preached, we, we see it in the book of Luke. He's preaching his first sermon. And I know I didn't give you guys this on the screen. But the, 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 uh, the first sermon, he actually quotes Isaiah. And uh, the, the, what he was quoting, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, just like Isaiah said, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, just like Paul said to the church in Thessalonica, and has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He said, this is what I came to do. That person that's just barely holding on, I want to heal them. To heal the broken heart, to bind up the wounded, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. He wants to heal you. He wants to fix your hurts. Amen. And if Jesus is like that, and I'm supposed to be representing Jesus, then guess what I need to work on? See, so guys, we, uh, we need to work on being gentle. We need to be working on being gentle. And if you need an illustration, just think of your mama. Now, I have to think back a little further than, you know, when she was beating the water out of me. I got to think back a little further. It's like, I know there was a time. I know there was a time. <laughs> we talked about that this week. Uh, she was there, and we were talking about this week. I'm the youngest of five. What that mean? It means that she got real good at whooping kids by the time I came along. Because not only I had my four older siblings, but I also had two cousins that she helped raise. And, and so that makes, uh, I'm number seven. And so by the time she got to me, it's lay down on that bed so I can whoop you. That's how I got my whooping. But I know there was a time. I used to say people, uh, my mama rocked me. She used great big rocks. But anyway, <laughs> she, no, have you ever seen a mom with a nursing child? Just as, just as delicate and tender. You count the little fingers and the little toes. And, and you're just gentle. Why? Because there's something precious right there. There's something tender right there. And when God looks at your soul, he says, there's something precious right there. I'm not going to hurt you. Come near to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. For I'm gentle and lowly at heart. I, I didn't come to harm you. I came to heal you. I didn't come to restrict you. I came to liberate you. Amen. That's our Jesus. And we're supposed to be representing Jesus. And so here's what God does. God uses people to show his characteristics. Amen. God uses people to show his love. And some of the people that he uses to show his gentleness is a mom. Anybody testify? Anybody testify? Yeah, I make fun. I know I, was, I talk about mama rocking me and, and mama whooping me. But I sure remember mama's gentle hands. When I come in with a scraped knee or my, uh, the, the skin off my feet peeled back because we lived, I was barefoot and on an on a iron ore road and, and uh, I would stump my toe and just peel the hide all the way off. Y'all know what I'm talking about? If y'all ever lived on a dirt, uh, dirt road, you don't know what I'm talking about, but that's, that's living right there. And then mama would come and, she'd, and she would say, this is going to sting a little bit. She lied. It's sting a whole lot when you pour alcohol on that. But uh, and she'd wrap it up and she'd take care of me. I remember that one time I, uh, I, I was reminded of this yesterday. I, I had a Swiss Army knife, and my grandpa gave me a piece of sugar cane. And I, uh, yeah, y'all, here we go. I had that Swiss Army knife. I'm cutting on that sugar cane in my bedroom, and I went, and I saw the, the, the meat of my hand just open up like that. I mean, just whoop. And I ran to the bathroom, and I hollered for my sister. 
Janet. She said, what? I said, I need, I need you to come to the bathroom. She said, I'm watching TV. <laughs> but so my sister came in there and she wasn't real gentle. And, uh, but she went and got mama. And mama, she saw that. And man, she wrapped me up in a towel and, and she took care of me. Put some horse medicine on it. We're we country now, we're country. And we, we put horse medicine. Problem with that horse medicine, it was green. And so it looked like I had gangrene and... And uh, yeah, thing wasn't healing up. I needed stitches, you know, but I didn't go get stitches. But I remember Mama taking me to the doctor, and, and the doctor said, what in the world has happened? What is, oh, it's just horse medicine, you know. And he said, well, it's working. It's, it's healing up. How in the world did, how did I ever live through childhood? <laughs> she was reminding uh, some of, uh, I think she was telling Caleb about when I tied a bunch of milk jugs to my bicycle because I wanted it to float. I mean, I Rode it right off in the pond. <laughs> uh, I, it's story time, I guess. I don't know how I got off into all this, but here's the thing. Uh, I'm only alive today because I had a gentle mom who could bind up wounds. And she got real good at it with me because I had a lot of them. I got scars, y'all. I got broken bones and scars. And, and uh, I had a good mom. And I bet you do too. But here's the thing. God uses people to show us his characteristics. You never think of God having feminine characteristics. I, I, I don't want to think like that. I don't think God having feminine characteristics. But the fact of the matter is he does. Because gentleness comes natural to a new mama. Doesn't it? I remember when, when Caleb was born and I knew instantly when, 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 she was, when Christy was having that baby... There we were watching Lonesome Dove because that's, you know, it's a long, it's 19 hours of childbirth. I mean, you got to pass the time somehow. And so uh, he came into this world when we were watching Lonesome Dove. And I'm there and the doctor says, you want to come down here with where I'm at? I'm like, no, I'll stay up on this end. I'm on, I'm on the clean end. But I remember as soon as Caleb was born, I looked at those big old brown eyes open up. And I said, my world has changed. But hers did too. And this young lady it just came natural, instantly. The gentleness of a mother. The gentleness of a mother. And God says, hey, I, I need you to take note of that. Because I've got some children all over this world that they need you to show that mother's love to. God said, that's, that's my characteristic I put in that woman. That's my characteristics that I put in that mom. And now I need you to love them. Oh, yeah, sometimes they stink. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes they're loud, they scream, and they holler, and they're, they're a mess. But so are you. And I put somebody in your life to clean you up, to bandage you up, and to be gentle with you. So, Lord, <laughs> he convicted me when it comes to gentleness. As I said, I have scriptures in here that I, I, I didn't. For instance, let's go to this one. Let's go to this one. Us preachers love Philippians chapter 4. Us preach, I preached on these verses. I had Brother Tommy come to me in the welcome room afterwards, and he showed me in his Bible the exact same thing I'm saying right now. We love to preach on chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, what? 
rejoice. We know that verse of scripture, don't we? We know that verse of scripture. That's chapter four, verse four. Verse six says, be anxious for nothing. I preach this Thanksgiving. Uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Y'all heard that one before, right? Uh, that's chapter 4, verse 6. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You've probably heard that one before. But do you know what is right in between these verses of Scripture? It's verse 5. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Yeah, I had the ones before that highlighted. I had the ones after that highlighted, underlined, starred beside it, circled. And I had just completely skipped over this. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Why? Well, that one don't just real come. It just didn't come natural for me. No, I've been accused numerous times of being like a bull in a child cabin. And, 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 and I just look at that verse of scripture. Like, well, that's nice. And I skip on to the next one. But here's the problem. It says, let your gentleness, didn't it tell you just be gentle. It says, let other people say he's gentle. Let your gentleness be known. Let it be said of you what is written of you. Let your gentleness be a characteristic that people say, he is a gentle man. He's gentle. He, he's a, in fact, it goes beyond that. Don't just be gentle. Be so gentle that others recognize you're gentle. And beyond that, uh, the Lord's watching. Let me just read it. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Well, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> it says, I want you to be so gentle that that's the characteristic that you're known for. And here's the thing. The Lord is at hand. Now, there's two ways you can look at that last phrase, the Lord is at hand. One way is the Lord is watching and you will be held accountable for it. And I believe that's true for everything that we've been commanded to do in the scriptures, we are held accountable for. But here's the other thing. The Lord is near to help you to come through with that. Amen. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near to help us. And the, the times when I say, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that. The Lord, that is not natural to me. The Lord, the Lord says it's natural to me and it can be supernatural in you. You see, here's when I have used that word gentle before. The only time I've ever preached on gentleness, it was just tagged into the fruit of the Spirit. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And I usually just skip right over gentleness. I just kind of throw it in there. But I might talk about love, and I might talk, talk about joy, and I might talk about peace. And, and boy, I do struggle with patience. But self-control. But gentleness. I've never preached on it before, ever. And as I was getting ready for this one, the Lord revealed to me that I was supposed to be preaching on this. I got convicted. Boy, there's so many times where I've been anything but gentle. But Paul says, Timothy, pursue gentleness. Jesus says, I am gentle. If you want to represent me, you'll be gentle. In fact, he said, if you are not gentle, you're disqualified from the pastorate. We are to be gentle. Why? Because there are people who are broken. There are people who are burnt. And God loves, loves, loves them. And he shows his love through his people, me and you. And he needs us to be gentle. Amen. Hadn't he been gentle with you? Boy, he has been with me. Far beyond reason. Far beyond what he should be. I, I come expecting a whooping and I got a loving. 
Amen. I, I come expecting to get corrected. I, I, I'm, he's going to hurt me. No, what he did was heal me. Because that's what he does. And he wants to be properly represented to those who don't know him. And so guys, gals, let's be gentle. See, when it speaks of Jesus being so gentle, a bruised reed he won't break and a smoldering wick he won't put out, the most delicate he won't harm. That's, that's what we're supposed to be. Now, sometimes that doesn't come easy. And then we look at Jesus and we say, now, he wasn't always gentle. I've seen Jesus in the scriptures where he was harsh. He was cleaning out the temple. I seen him screaming at some Pharisees. That's right. What was wrong with the Pharisees? They were being hard and harsh to people that he wanted to love on. And Jesus said that they're blocking the door to the kingdom of heaven. And because they were blocking the door, it just got Jesus all riled up. And he says, why? Because they mistreat people. Now let's think about who he was harsh with and who he was gentle with. He was gentle with a sinner and was harsh with the religious tyrant. Marinate on that for a second. He was gentle with the woman who was demon-possessed and was a prostitute. He was gentle with the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. He was gentle with that thief and that murder. He was gentle with all of those. We get it all mixed up, don't we? We, we think, no, well, I need to get you straightened out and I need to get you cleaned up. I need to get you fixed and you can come to Jesus. No, that's not how it works with Jesus. Jesus said, I'll meet you right in the middle of your mess. I will bind up your brokenhearted. I will set you free in the midst of your possession, addiction, or whatever. The only time you see Jesus not gentle was with people who were religious tyrants who were harming those who were needing a helping. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that a challenge to us Christians? Let us make sure that we are helping those who need it and that we're not harming them. The Bible is not meant to be a club that we beat people over the head. It says it's a, it's a sword. It's a sword. Sword how? Not to harm other Christians. It is to defeat the enemy with. It is defeat the enemy. And sometimes it's like a scalpel. You know what? It's like a scalpel in which the surgeon takes and applies it. And it's not meant to hurt. It's meant to heal. The truth of God's word always does that. Let us be gentle. Amen? Amen. Gentlemen, let us be gentle. You need an illustration? Look at that mama holding that tiny little infant. And how she would give her life for that child. That's exactly what Paul said. He said, we were gentle with you. We preached the gospel to you, but we didn't just preach the gospel to you. We gave our lives for you. Gave our lives to you. Let us treat people that way. Isn't that how you want to be treated? Amen. Would you pray with me? Father God, I pray that you would give us what we don't have. This is where your grace is needed. That by hanging out in your gentle presence, we become like you.
when we harmonize our, heart, harmonize our hearts with yours, we become like you. When we become self-willed and self-promoting, selfish, we lose all gentleness because trying to push ourselves to the front. But when we sit in your presence, we become like you. And you are so gentle. You are kind and compassionate and caring. You bind up the wounded. You heal the brokenhearted. That's who you are. And that's what you do. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be proper representatives of you. And that when we come against evil, when we come against things in this world that are just not right, it's fine to bring justice. It's fine to say this is the truth. This is the truth of, this is God's standard. But let us not just do the right thing. Let us do it in the right way. And that we're gentle. Just like you. I just thank you for that, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want y'all to know that there was a few years that I think I was saved. I, I'd, I'd called on the name of the Lord, but I really wasn't living for him. And then there was a time in my life, I remember in the little bedroom of our house in Brownsboro, I got on my face before the Lord and said, Lord, I, I don't really even know if I am saved. So I, I made a profession of faith at seven years old and then at 12 years old. And, but I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. I'm just struggling through this faith thing. I just got real honest with God and I, I gave him all of me at that time. Here's how I know that he did something that day. I used to be quite the hothead and looking for a fight always and just, just kind of out there, just kind of out there. It was like a switch had been flipped. Now, I'm not saying that that stuff don't ever try to rise up again. Sometimes it does. But I, it, was, it was almost tangible in me. All of a sudden, where I used to be just hard and harsh, all of a sudden, I had patience that I didn't have before. I had tenderness that I didn't have before. I had gentleness. Why? It's a supernatural fruit that he gave me. When I got spiritual, I got spiritual fruit. And here's what happens. Some, when I said sometimes that stuff still tries to rise up in me, here's what I need to do. I need to get back in the presence of God. When I sit in his gentle presence, when I harmonize my heart to his, I become like him all over again. Amen? This morning, maybe you're here and, and that, that's spoken to you and, and, and you need to spend some time in the presence of the Lord. Or it could be that I described you when I said, you're just barely hanging on. Oh, you've been wounded, bruised, and you're just barely hanging on. Maybe you've been burnt, bad relationships, bad churches. Bad situations, bad job. People just 
mistreat you, people just looking out for themselves, did you wrong, and you've been burnt. Let me introduce you to the God who heals. Maybe that's you. Our prayer team is going to come to the front, and they're going to be at the ends of the altar. The altar is open. You can come pray by yourself. Let's all stand together. And our prayer team will be down there. And I'm going to tell you, the best way to get a healing is get God's people praying around you. Here's the thing. If you are resistant to God because you think that he is one way, when I have just described him another way, let me tell you, this good God, he loves you, and he will absolutely transform your life. If you don't know this good God, I would I, I pray that you come to know him today. Come to know him today. You can come down here and talk to one of our people and say, I need to get saved. I need to know this Jesus. I didn't know he was like that. I want to know him. Well, absolutely. You come forward and see what God won't do in your life. Father God, we thank you so much for your goodness, your patience with us, and your gentleness. And we love you too. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we worship, you move as God moves on you.